Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're tuning in. You are now listening to The Sequel Audio Experience, a podcast dedicated to making you a better marketer. Today, Matt, let's talk a little bit about a big issue that I think a lot of, at least small, but even medium-sized businesses have. Mm-hmm. Not so much at the top level because they've got so much competition, but the, the, the medium and small businesses, they really struggle with this, which is how do we evaluate whether it's marketing or an agency of some sort, how do we know they're the right fit? How do we know what to pay? What are some things that we should be looking at to make sure that we're on the right track? So we're wanting to evaluate ourselves here. Is that what you're asking? I'm worth it. I'm just saying. I'm worth it. Sequel's worth it. You, You can't go wrong with us. A shameless plug, but yeah, basically. So you're you're asking me how does a, let's just say, a regional-sized air conditioning company. They have three different cities that they service, kind of like that kind of size. How would they pick a advertising agency kind of in their region? Is that what you're asking me? That's That might even be a little big because to get that big, back to they your dentist would have had then maybe? to. Yeah, let's go back. What was his name? <laughs> I don't remember what the dentist Do- name was. Dr. Jenkins. Dr. Jenkins. Wow, Dr. He's, Jenkins, he the lives. The dentist. I love this. Yeah. Can we just bring him? I hope he's a real person somewhere. Dr. Jenkins, Doc- if you're out there, give me an email and, and get we'll get you on the fast. podcast. So that's a great point, but let's go with Dr. Jenkins because I think if you're in three cities, you've you've had to advertise. You've had mm-hmm. to get there. And maybe we can we can kind of go back and forth because maybe you have hit some bumps along the road. You've been using a lot of smaller partners and you want to figure out who to dial in with. Okay. Let's start with Dr. Jenkins, right? Okay. Because Dr. Jenkins has revenue. He's got a client base. He wants to grow a little bit, mm-hmm. but also he's gonna he's gonna look at how much that outgoing money is yeah. a little bit more than the big okay. HVAC yeah. company who's probably making fifty to seventy thousand profit a month. Sure, right? You know, so if, if yeah, if you're more. in the Nashville area, if you're looking at like Hiller or Lee or mm-hmm. someone like them, yep. yeah, they're they'll probably have a bit more of a budget than yeah, Dr. Sure. Jenkins. We're looking at that kind of smaller to medium-sized business that's that's maybe doing medium-sized mm-hmm. type good revenue, but yep. wants to really grow the business. So who do you evaluate? How do you find that partner? Obviously, if this is something that's new for you, your first kind of gut reaction is yep. either to Google something mm-hmm. or to ask some sort of business associate that has done sort of some sort of uh, advertising or marketing mm-hmm. kind of spin up in the past of, man, you did this before. How do I get to do that? Mm-hmm. And it may be that they did it themselves or maybe they'd used an agency. But that's kind of the basic process. If you're thinking of asking yourself, where do I start with advertising the go-to? Everyone just Google something, right? Usually, I mean, you know, us specifically, SQL, we get a lot of kind of personal referrals. Mm-hmm. I've worked with them in the past. It was great. You know, you yep. need to reach out to them. They'll help you out. But yeah, most people are Googling, mm-hmm. especially small business owners. They're going to Google or, you know, they've had a lot of people knock on their doors, which is another thing too, which True. is yeah. phone calls in, emails, whatever it is. They're trying to pitch them. They're trying to do this. And, you know, you got a bunch of salespeople always calling you. So yeah. there's that avenue as well. But let's fast forward and say, You've selected a handful of these people mm-hmm. to speak with. Yep. Uh, personal referral, you know, salespeople and advertisement you saw on Google. You've selected a handful. Sure. Of them, and now you want to get into evaluation. Well, the biggest thing you're going to want to notice from all the people that you're talking to is how much are they listening to you and how much are they asking questions to help understand you and your needs? Or are they just showing you here's what they've done in the past and let's just jump right into it? That, that for me, 
at least on my side of for the for the client thinking through that process that would kind of be the red flag of wait a minute are they are they interested in what I'm wanting to achieve here or are they just coming up with their own ideas right out of the gate yeah I mean, that's that's a big one i mean for me being i've been in sales previously so there's a structure there's kind of this song and dance to mm -hmm. this so you'll notice right off the bat is most of the time when a salesperson is in the door they realize that you have you know you have a business you're making revenue you would technically be able yeah to be a client of theirs mm -hmm. however they have to qualify you deeper yeah and the qualification por portion is where all these questions come from mm -hmm. and it's kind of a twofold thing one it's to get answers to say yes or no you are qualified mm -hmm. but two it's to use your own language back on you on you in the, in the to sales convince process you in a yeah. sales process so if you have somebody who's rattling questions off mm -hmm. very quickly you can tell they're not thinking about the questions the next question has nothing to do with the previous question you just <laughs> yeah. answered then you can realize they're not listening to you they're really just getting through their sales process mm -hmm. and they're going to use some of the same language back on you in that process to say now you said this is what you'd like right yeah. well that's convenient because this is our product we have and it does just that yeah if you get into that situation you realize that you're just in a sales process someone's probably not looking at your business uniquely mm -hmm. they're not trying to give you a specific solution to your business they're just offering you what they have to bring to the table yeah think of it as that uh, sales call and you call into uh, customer support and you can't get that person on the other end dude please stop reading the script talk to me listen to what i'm wanting to say if you're if you're even getting a hint of that it might be time to just, it might be just time to, to yeah. end that conversation yeah. you know no 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 rudeness there but you know hey i'm gonna go find something else and have an expectation because there's nothing wrong with that those people are out there trying to make a living that is part of their job that's yeah. probably a process they've been told that they have to follow yeah so i'm not knocking them but just be aware of it and your expectation should really be to evaluate the way you are treated during this ramp up process mm -hmm. and also to understand what who is that partner to begin with True. if you're calling just a digital advertiser and mm -hmm. then you're like, well you're only pitching me digital advertising well what did you expect was going to happen if yeah. you you know if you yeah, if you're no talking with an outdoor or event based company and they're well you don't have any email marketing capabilities you don't have any display advertising no we are billboards and we're event based right yeah. so you have to know what partner you're talking to and always if if they offer more products the better Mm -hmm. because then they get a little bit more customized in their approach and solution to you if they offer more products. Yeah. Now, having said that, each agency has a particular business model in place, meaning this is their bread and butter, this is what they sell, this is what they're mm -hmm. good at, this is what they make the most profit on, that's why they sell it. So if you're going to a company that is, again, let's just say they're a digital advertiser, the answer is always going to be digital advertising because that's what their business model is set mm -hmm. around. That is what they sell every day. Yep. And that's what they're trying to get you to buy. That is not always the solution for every business. If you can find an agency, I'm going to shamelessly plug SQL again, mm -hmm. where they offer you multiple avenues on how to market your business mm -hmm. from several solutions, yeah. outdoor event to placement in, you know, stuff as small as, as, privatized clubs mm -hmm. you know if they're doing things like experiential where they're designing things at your physical location if they're doing technology-based solutions if they're building apps for whatever it is yeah solution agnostic is the term i use a lot because you're not married 
to presenting a solution mm. to a client before you get there. Yeah, You have to evaluate their business, understand their strengths, their weaknesses, what they can support, what they can't support, mm -hmm. and then you pick a solution. So if you find a partner that is asking you questions, that is digging deeply into your business operations, yeah. don't withhold. Tell them as much as you can because if they're asking you that level of detail about your business, they care about the success of the business. Mm -hmm. So they care that, oh, if I send you 20 more, 50 more leads a month, sure. one, can you handle that? Two, do you have a process to catch the ones you can't? Right? Do you only have one person answering the phone? Mm -hmm. What if two people call at once? Yep. What happens? Mm -hmm. Gonna put them on hold. You're gonna lose them, or you're gonna then drop them into a digital funnel. Have yeah. you ever thought about that? Why not? Oh, you didn't know about it. Okay, well, let me educate you on mm -hmm. that. So there's all these reasons that an agency should care about how your specific company runs and operates. Sure. So let's fast forward to the next kind of phase. Dr. Jenkins has some sort of proposal out in front of him. Mm -hmm. And I think the next question would be is how does he know how does he know that he's going to get value out of that spend of whatever that proposal is? So if it were a hey, we're going to come and shoot a little bit of video in your office and, you know, show how great your services are and we're going to do, you know, some online ads. We might do the one of the one that comes to mind. I don't know if you've seen it. That's in the movie theater where it's the kids' dentistry place. Oh yeah, yeah. That it's it's always interesting and funny, and they they are remember memorable because of that yep. because it's lighthearted and funny. Yep. But thinking along that line, like how would I know as Dr. Jenkins that I'm getting a good value on the spend of what that is, and you know how do I know that they're gonna deliver what I'm expecting? So we've been in. I call this the hot seat, right? We've been in this hot seat a million times. It's something we face every single day, which is a client will say. How are you coming up with your costs? Yeah. Is it hourly? Is it a package rate? What's going on mm -hmm. here? What's the efficiencies? We're transparent with all of our pricing. So if, we, if we're running digital ads, we're like, here's the exact ad spend. Yeah. Here is on top of what we charge as a management fee just to run them, to build them on mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. We're transparent with that. But I would implore you, the quicker you can do this, the better for you as a business owner trying to decide with agency partners. Base it off of either how, do, how much do I have to bring in lead-wise to break even Yep. Okay, and profit off of the engagement? So if an agency's coming to you, your small business, and they're like, $4,500 a month mm -hmm. is what, we're, what the package charges. Sure. I'm you can go back to that agency yeah. and be like, well, how many leads do you think you're going to send me? Mm -hmm. And that agency will, to it. Yeah, yeah, will to... probably give you some kind of range, and then you can say, okay, well, 20 new leads, I'm going to make profit – because mm -hmm. I know my operational, I'm going to make $300 off of each one of those leads. I'm in the good. Yep. That makes sense. So yeah. I'm paying the agency off of my profits and I'm still putting an extra, you know, I don't, I don't know the math, but let's just say close to two grand in my pocket. Sure. Right? Mm -hmm. So of course it makes sense. I have more business yeah, than I did before, initial business. And I'm from mm -hmm. a dentist, there's a CLV, which is customer lifetime value. Mm-hmm. That, that one person that came in for a teeth cleaning, they're probably going to come back if they have a cavity, if they have sore gums, whatever yeah. it is. They need a cleanings. They want whitenings. I'm going to make more money off of them into the future. Yeah. So I broke even on the on the agency cost. Yep. I profited initially right off, right out the gate. Yep. And I now have customers that I can extract customer lifetime value from mm -hmm. that are going to be repeat to my business. So it's, it's an ongoing ROI that you have to really stretch out. Yeah. You might not see that ROI in the very first month because things got to get generated. 
the awareness has to get out there. Mm-hmm. Traffic has to start coming in the door. But let's just say month two, month three, month four, and then into a year, mm-hmm. year two, you're still making residuals off that first in a way, time yeah. that you paid that agency. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. had a customer, just a quick little anecdote here. We had a customer of sequels that we ran for, let's just say, six months. Mm-hmm. They were one of these like hot and cold type oh, individuals. Yeah. <laughs> they, You know who I'm talking yeah. about. They hopped uh-huh. out. Not even, was it three months later, they're calling back. They're like, lip, people are still coming in, talking about mm-hmm. your advertisements. We haven't been running in three months. Yeah. i got to get them back up. Mm-hmm. This is clearly working. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it's always this, it's always this, like, yes, there's this sh- this short spike, yeah. right, that happens quickly. Mm-hmm. And then you're riding this, like, new revenue wave. And yep. then you're like, oh, everything's great. I can just turn off the ads. Turn True. off the ads. There's the drop. There's still a little going to be yeah, but there's there. Yeah, for sure. There's still and then the other half in. of that, if I remember the story correctly, was that was a quick reaching of the ceiling of capacity to where it was, like, oh, wait, now we got too many customers. We can't, we're starting yeah. to have to book customers too far out to where it's, you know, if you st- keep doing that, keep sending us more customers. And that was and initially was kind of why the ads got shut off. Yes. So yeah. it's a good problem. Yeah. Good problem for them, bad problem for us because yeah. we like, you know, an ongoing relationship. But kind of the one one last little thought before we get to that wrap-up point uh, for this episode was thinking through some of the experiences that I've had in working with that relationship with a customer of trying to find out what the need is, how do we best communicate that. For me, obviously, as a content creator, most of the time from my career, that's been a video. And mm-hmm. so the customer questions from that first interaction from the first time they don't know me I don't really know them the question that I get where it's I don't I don't know how to help you mm-hmm. question that I mm-hmm. get maybe don't ask this question just to kind of make it a quicker and easier understanding is that that question of well how much is your cost your 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 charge per minute of video of finished video <laughs> so hard to quantify yeah. so many factors and and I want to make sure that you know you as a customer get what you need but I don't want to tell you a number because there really isn't a number yeah I mean even if I told you that the, the editor sitting in our edit suite costs us as a company you know if I told you the hourly rate I paid the employee versus yeah. what's on the on the invoice yeah. you know and then there's all these other costs involved that still doesn't help me understand. Well, if I've got, if we go and shoot at your place six hours and we've got six hours of footage asking how much is it per finished graphic mm-hmm. or how much is it per minute of finished video? That was kind of the only question that I ever heard from a client that was one of those. There's really nowhere to start here. In yeah. fact, we need to shift our thinking around to help me explain what the process is. And I know that that's not going to be the case for any agency mm-hmm. in any digital mm-hmm. service, but Speaking from my career, when it's a lot of it's around content creation, the shifts centered around social media has made it a big shift as well, where if you asked me that same question, but I already knew that you wanted a simple little TikTok or Instagram video, sure, we can make that in probably, you know, an hour to make something really fun and clever. We don't need a lot of fancy technology versus, hey, you come to me and you might need more of a sit-down interview style where we're hearing testimonials from your customer. Well, that's a sit-down with equipment and camera and crew and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And yep. we can Lighting, gauge that at, at certain levels yeah. too. So it's not, what well, what would you be happy with? Would you ha- be happy <laughs> if I said it was $5,000 yeah. per minute of yeah. finished video? But even still, that's going to have a ceiling on it of we can't do anything more than this. Yeah. So that's why I was saying is, is as a business owner evaluating, the quicker you can get past 
asking those questions and circle back to what's the value exchange, mm -hmm. what's the ROI I can expect to justify this cost. Mm -hmm. Because if I told you every time you spent $3,000, you were going to make five, Yes, you would give me all the $3,000 you mm -hmm. have, right? You yeah. would, every month, every week, every time you had a new $3,000, you'd give it to me Yeah, with your eyes closed because you knew you were getting five back. It's not always that simple, but if you can get your mindset to that point mm -hmm. where you're thinking about, if I give you three, what am I getting back? Mm -hmm. And I'm happy with that number. Yeah. Because you got to realize at the end of the day, especially in a content business, not always this with advertisements, because advertising is kind of, you turn the switch on, mm -hmm. you turn the switch off. It can yeah. stop in a second, it can start in a second. Mm -hmm. But with content specifically, you're investing in an asset. Yeah. So if I want to go into the real estate business, mm -hmm. I'm going to buy a property to rent. So I have to spend money. I have to invest into that property, get it mm -hmm. ready to go, polished up. And then once renters are in it, guess what? Now I'm making residual income. Yep. Did I make all my money back in month one? No. Month two? No. Month three? No. Mm -hmm. Month six? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I broke even. Maybe yeah. now I'm starting to see it's money positive, come back. Yeah. But it's an asset that you can reuse for as long as you want. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to think about content. But the last point that I want to hit here mm -hmm. is evaluating an SME or a subject matter expert. Okay. If you do not have a subject matter expert either in the room or you have direct access to during this pitch that you can directly dialogue with or that you can kind of evaluate some of these options with, then I would say don't go forward with that partner. Mm -hmm. If they are just selling, like you said, kind of using a case study they've seen success with in the past and they're just repackaging and reselling that yeah. as many times as they can, there's no expertise there that's going to be ready for either a particular hiccup in your business that could happen, True. a change in algorithm mm -hmm. for a particular platform that they advertise on, or specifically like seasonality for some businesses, which yeah. is a huge thing. Subject matter experts are ready. They're ready for a pivot. They're ready for a change. They have ideas they can bring to the table mm -hmm. to counteract any type of issues that can come up. If you don't have a subject matter expert there, they don't really know deeply Mm -hmm. what they need to be doing to change, to optimize, to further impact your business. Yeah. They're just throwing things against the wall, seeing what sticks, yeah. dialing that up or down. Mm -hmm. And that's not a good place to be in. You want someone that you can trust, right? Dr. Jenkins, he went to med school. Mm -hmm. Why Why do we trust? Why we would trust we open our mouth judgment. and get surgery yeah. from Dr. Jenkins? Oh, because he's a subject matter expert. He went to med school. He really mm -hmm. knows this. So you want someone that has this lineage of, not necessarily a resume, but past experience that you know, like, oh, you worked on this campaign? Wow, that was mm -hmm. successful. Dr. Jenkins, and you're like, oh, you've helped this many chiropractors? Yeah. Great. Wow, look at the success for them. You've helped other dentists in other markets? Ooh, wow, let me look at that. Hmm, I trust you. You know what? You, you've, you've come here. You've educated me during this sales mm -hmm. process. I now know way more than I did when you walked in the door. Yep. And you are someone who has shown me just different ways you've used your offering mm -hmm. and your knowledge set to make impact in a business. Extra little added point to that, to be cautious and to also use as your investigation point. The time that the business has been in existence can be both good and bad. If it's if it's been a long time, good, they've been around for a while, but make sure you evaluate their current tools. Make sure they're not using tools that are out of date or process that that is talking to the wrong customer that you would want to do. If they're a new customer, or sorry, if they're a new agency that, that has only been around for a little while, 
you know, it, you might not have the case studies or the samples, but that doesn't mean they couldn't be a good partner. So just right. kind of ask more about their process and, and why they got started in their, you know, their own unique vision for that. So just one other thing just to add to that. Yeah, so, look, at, look at the individual you're talking with. I mean, if it's a new agency, I mean, hey, SQL's pretty new. Mm -hmm. But you and I, we have this great lineage behind yeah. us. And if you asked us straight up, hey, you know, Matt, like, what about your previous experience not with SQL? Mm -hmm. makes you qualified to be telling me what kind of video I need. And you can yeah, go into sure. that. You could pour into that for a long time. And that's only going to solidify you as a subject matter expert. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a good point. You need to be, I think, more focused on the individual who would be helping you directly. Yes. Yep. And if they're just a salesperson, well, hey, where did you work at previous to this? Mm -hmm. Oh, you were selling tires? Yeah. And now <laughs> exactly. you're selling marketing? I don't you know. know about that. And why would you make the change? Like, what, what do you mm -hmm. believe in about this company? I think that uh, very passionate salespeople yep. is a is usually a good sign, right? You can't fake passion. You can fake energy, yeah. But passion, you see, people light up. Their eyes are they just care like about a, what they're doing exactly. Yeah. If you find someone passionate, that's usually a good place to be because they're going to care mm -hmm. about the execution of their work. They're going to care again. If you're if you call and you're like, hey, you know, this is month three. You said I should be seeing more sales now, yeah. and you're not seeing any. And they're like, well, let me check. Maybe it needs to be a little bit longer then, you know, maybe it's time to make a make a shift if you've already made that decision with yeah. that partner because they should be picking up the phone and I'm going to call you back. I'm going to flick three levers here and mm -hmm. add some extra stuff we've been holding back and yeah. sprinkle in some options. added value. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's always something you can do. So if they're not willing to work hard for you, then don't give them a seat at the table. Yep. Well, as always, if there's any specific questions that come out of this discussion that you've had popped in your head, feel free to shoot us a line, shoot us a message, comment below if this is on the YouTube channel, like wherever you're watching, feel free to reach out to us. We're always happy to be a, a source of information for you, our listeners, and we hope that you got something out of this because we want to make sure that your value and then the things that you're pushing forward for your brand are always trying to push that next level. Thank you.